I can't like video games in a chill way. If okay. I start a video game, <laughs> I find it very, if I like it, I find it very difficult to not be playing it. Right. Which is why, like, from freshman year of high school to, like, my senior year of high school, I didn't play any video games as a rule because, like, I wouldn't have time for anything else. And then, mm-hmm. like, my f- freshman year of college, like, I downloaded a f- uh, Fire Red, a uh, Pokemon Fire Red emulator, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, only did that instead of studying because I was sad. Yeah. Stardew was in a similar situation until I stopped doing that. But then you just had to, like, cold turkey. Yeah, I I did. I couldn't just, like, oh, yeah, I'll just hop on Stardew for a little while because, like, I'd much rather be doing Stardew than literally anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think Minecraft is going to be a similar thing, especially if I can play with other people. Yeah. I, I get that. Very much so. I think the, like, a limited server, not like the whole Dubai Friday server, but like an AV server or something of that size, Mm -hmm. that once you're on for an hour and nobody else has been on for that hour, sometimes it gets a little like, all right, well. Nobody else is going to show up. I don't know. I don't know. I want. I want to build my. I want to build my build my little Minecraft house and like. I love mining. I don't know what it is about it. I love mining. <laughs> like building is okay. Built like building is definitely just a way to mine better though. Hmm. And like, what do you, what are we mining for? Oh, to mine better. You know. Uh huh. It's like, Liz, you gotta stop doing that. The the mining to mine better loop, like fizzles out it like short circuits in my head pretty often and the same thing happens for me with like a lot of like factory type games Hmm. of at some point i'm just like oh i'm just mining to mine better and there's no intrinsic value to this action that i'm doing and then like the whole game is no longer fun don't think about reality too much (laughs) why are you living zach oh to live better yeah, but there's intrinsic value in that of, like, I enjoy myself more when I live better. And do you not enjoy yourself more when you mine better? No, because all it means is I get to mine better and mine more so I can mine better. And that, like, that's not if the end goal is just mine better, it's not fulfilling. If the end goal is live better, there's there's some fulfillment to that. Why are they different? One of them is my life, and one of them is digital iron. Why are they different? I can tell that they are. Give me a second to formulate why, though. Like, it's not okay. It's ahead. not like you've got me stumped. It's just that no. I don't know how to put it into words. I understand. Um, I, I, I guess I just keep coming to, back to, like, it's more real. And I suppose perhaps it's more lasting. That, like, if I make my life better in a in a noticeable way then my life is better like period end of sentence and if i mine some iron then my friend shuts the server down next week and i i understand 
that there are a lot of metaphors that you can make from that, but it's, I keep going when the server is shut down. I don't have to worry about how my life is when my life is not, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a reasonable, reasonable way to put it. Okay. But you and I think very similarly, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know that you're thinking a step further than this. So welcome to the if, philosophy section of worrying bugs. If Nothing's my Minecraft real. character, if my Minecraft character got pleasure from mining better, then it would it's not about matter. Your Minecraft character, it's about you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so if the so only wh- thing that okay, we're worried why did about you is start? Me, why did you start playing Minecraft? Because I saw. <laughs> you know Uh, that's not answering my question on youtube and i thought it looked cool and fun and like interesting and i didn't get video games very much and this looked like a video game i could be good at because there's no way to be good or bad at minecraft okay so in other words i was i was wrong by the way you can be good and you can be bad at minecraft but it looked like so in other words to get some enjoyment some pleasure right right and your you get i imagine it's frustrating to like hop in and immediately get killed by all the minecraft monsters right and i also imagine that that happens less often with better resources Correct. And um, some of the, like, excitement of playing the game is, comes from, like, not, like, progressing, because you don't, like, really progress in Minecraft, but, like, Mm -hmm. from, like, discovering new areas and these little secret caves with all the, with crap tons of monsters in there. And, like, so in other words, if you could mine better you would get more enjoyment out of the game. Right. So, mining to mine better has the result, while it's a positive feedback loop, it has the result of getting you more entertainment because the game will also get harder as you get like if you the more you mine that's how it is in most games maybe that's not true Mm -hmm. no yeah that is to to some degree how it is in minecraft so both try both like working it's your it's your like intern job Mm -hmm. in order to work at a better job like you're doing that to have more enjoyment of your life right so why why so why does mining to mine short circuit but working to work or living to live not because i can choose to stop mining and the the effects of that are minimal and that's not true for 
living to live? Well, you said before, Zach, if you stop living to live or stop mining to mine, you don't have to worry about living or mining. Right. Um, and I think to that there is some curiosity. Is whimdy. Um, <laughs> it's outside. Part of it is curiosity of like what comes next. And in Minecraft or Fortress Craft or Factorio or whatever, there's like either I already know it because I've played before or I can go on YouTube and watch somebody speed run it and find the answer. Um, and that's, uh, it's a little less deterministic at the very least in appearance, if not in actuality for real life. Okay. You didn't answer the question. Okay. Can you say the question again then? How does that make it make living to live and mind to mind different? Cause I still don't know what the next step in living to live is. And the next step in mining to mine, I do. So if Minecraft was like, we're just gonna like randomly throw in, like, Minecraft is just gonna change randomly. You're not gonna know what happens next, right? Is that the same as living to live and the and the loop doesn't fizzle out anymore? It would probably take longer for the loop to fizzle out. Sure. At some point, it's also that the loop has to be like strong enough to push against the anxiety of like, gee, I really should be doing my homework right now or um, whatever the other thing is out in the real world. Okay. Yep. That I, yeah. And there's no like motivating thing to be like, well, if I stop, if I don't stop working right now, if I don't stop doing my homework, uh, I'm going to, something in the real real world is gonna right yeah all right i can accept that okay and also it like doesn't fizzle out forever and sometimes it takes a really really long time to fizzle out um i could play slimes for 10 hours straight probably i think i have in the last couple of weeks i'm not sure that's why we time track we time track to school. No, we need to know how long we played the slimes. <laughs> I don't want to know how long I played the slimes because the point is just to be in the slimes. Yeah. And so there are some games that I, I, I think CGP Grey has talked about this before, that it's like you see the spreadsheet and mining to mine at some point, you just like see the spreadsheet and you're like, oh, that's not fun anymore. I have other things I should be doing that are also spreadsheets. So, like, why work on this spreadsheet that doesn't impact anything? <laughs> All right. Seeing the spreadsheet. I like that. It's like seeing the matrix, but much, much nerdier. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. Two weeks ago, um, we talked about our our big big old plans for spring break. Um, 
and I literally do not remember what I said, but I remember that you said you had a nice, nice list of things to do. Um, and I said, full send, get that list done. <laughs> so full send, how done is the list? Well, um, let's please see. tell me it got longer. Please tell me it got longer. Uh, um, I can not confirm or deny <laughs> whether it got longer because I don't know. Um, because I don't have like any version control on this text file. Shame. That makes sense. That's probably a, a reasonable. Uh, some things got done. Some things got added. What can I say? Yeah. What was your favorite thing from each category? It all sucked. All of it. All of it. Uh, was <laughs> the one, the Birds of Prey. Was Birds of Prey? Mm, no, that wasn't Spring Break. Ah. In the last two weeks, <laughs> what was your favorite thing from each category? I didn't read anything. I watched Lock and Key on Netflix. I can't fully recommend that. But also, I don't not fully recommend it. No. I... It... If you like that kind of thing, it's probably okay. What kind of thing is it? Oh, you know, that kind of thing. And, um... Those kind of animes. <laughs> it's not anime. It's uh, live action. Oh. It's okay. I will say it's fine. What's the series of unfortunate events? It kind of gives it that kind of vibe. It like something to have on and kind of pay attention to? Yeah, maybe a little bit more than like half on your phone. Maybe like quarter on your phone. Okay. That's how I think you can best enjoy that. Um, I didn't play any video games, and I did a bunch of stuff, but not any of the stuff that I really wanted to do. Do you think that uh, some of that might have been the underlying anxiety caused by a global pandemic? Definitely that was part of it. That's why I didn't do very much over spring break. Yeah. That, uh, it, it, it... It sure put a damper on everything, every every last thing. One of my professors emailed me and was like, hey, why didn't you do this thing over spring break? And I was like, first of all, it's called spring break. Yeah. And second of all... That's a mood. That's a big, fat mood, Zach. Second of all, there was a global pandemic, and I was not in, in a mood to... Um, Draw cul-de-sacs. Cul-de-sac. Sorry. If you are a professor listening to this, fuck off. <laughs> you're banned from Unless the podcast. Unless you're one of the good ones. Unless you're one of the good ones. No, you're all you all suck. A P A V. I had to take an exam over spring break. What the heck? I got 100%, but fuck off.
that's blocked. That sus behavior. That's um. You're banned from the podcast. Yeah, banned from the podcast. We have tracked your IP. So yeah, I didn't get very much done over spring break. Uh, partially, I was having a panic attack for most of it. Also, partially because my list was long and full of things I absolutely wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But things that I want to do always feel less important than the things I don't want to be doing. Okay. So this list full of things I want to be doing felt less important than the things I didn't want to be doing. For example, taking that exam. Or uh, preparing myself mentally for an upcoming like spring break. For, not spring break, online cl- like semester, half semester of online classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever else I ended up actually doing. Right. So that's something I have to work on because like <sighs> do you remember what my semester actually was? Because I keep thinking of it as the semester of full send and I can't remember what the actual thing is now. The idea was like there was like hill climbing involved. It was like charging ahead. It wasn't actually charging ahead, but hold on, hold on, head first. Yeah, head first. So part of the semester of head first was going to be like trying to overcome anxieties, especially surrounding these types of things. The things like what I was just saying, like things I don't want to do feel more important. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if I'm only doing the things I don't want to do, I will be less happy than if I'm doing things I do want to be doing. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, I need to treat my happiness as a priority. Semester of head first. Charge forward. But I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. Almost any of it. Like, out of the 30-some things on this list, I did four of them. And like, right. don't get me wrong, there were a lot of things on that list, and a lot of them were would have taken, like, a good 75% of spring break to mm-hmm. actually accomplish. But like, <laughs> some of them, I, I could have done more than that if I had gone head first, which is frustrating. But also, I'm aware of that, and I will course correct in like just just like gray told me to thanks gray mm-hmm. uh, speaking from personal experience yes i think also there is an emotional component to getting into semester break brain spring break brain of like s- switching from like go 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 to Okay, maybe a little bit. I don't have to just be going all the time. And for me, that entailed a lot of like napping because I was tired and exhausted emotionally. And I got very little like homework done ahead that I was thinking of. Um, and not a whole lot of like, oh, I'm going to play my slimes or whatever. So, can I take that as. 
you also did not get the things you wanted to get done over spring break done? I didn't make a, a spring break list for myself. I don't think. I hope not. I don't know where it would have gone. Um, okay. So I I made lists each day and just chose things that were priorities. And I also worked every day um, at, at my job that still allows me to work remotely um, in, a, in a grand stroke of luck. Uh, so I just did that. I worked and I recuperated emotionally. And I did some things. I just like sat around and started to draw a fireplace and, you know, healed. So it might seem like um, one of the things that had an impact on me was that I was cooped up in uh, about, you know, roughly like two and a half rooms for the last two weeks. Um, and that, that might have had an impact on my productivity, you might say. I would absolutely say that. But it was for my own benefit, right? It like, it it kind of, you might say it violated my right to, to go outside um, and, and exist in a, in a market economy. But it did so for my for my benefit so that I could stay healthy and so that the people in my community um, who I rely on to, to do services like uh, pick up the trash and generate electricity and all that stuff so that they could stay healthy. And so wh- where does that line fall? Where, where does the intersection of um, I want to do good for my community and I want my own right to uh, step into the outdoors where do those intersect? That's a very important question, and it's an even more important question for birds. For birds? Do birds deserve rights? Yes, next question. <laughs> what rights do they deserve, Zach? That's or my question to you. Deserve. I'm, I'm going to be taking the negative. I'm going to argue birds deserve no rights. No rights, only lefts. to catch those thermals just (laughs) going going in a circle just birds can go counterclockwise only yeah that's the rules so why do birds deserve rights or why do birds not deserve rights I don't have to prove a positive. That's not how this works. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't have any feelings about this, Zach. I, I shouldn't be arguing on this side. <laughs> um, I don't even like birds. <laughs> They're smelly. They're smelly? Yeah. They smell bad and they shit on me. I think, wait, okay, I will go back on my position about birds deserving rights. Parrots deserve a right to free speech. I, um, I and also, th- Zach, I think, I want to say something. The right to not perjure themselves. Go ahead. Are the spouses of parrots required to testify against them in a court of law? No, but you can go into a parrot's phone. Mm, okay. 
their claw print is uh-huh. totally fair game. <laughs> they, don't, do they, they have claws, right? Or is that what they're called? Yeah, talons? 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 Talon print? I think I have been shot on by a bird more times than I have enjoyed the presence of a bird. Like, directly, at least. What do you do? I don't know. Maybe I just don't like birds, and they know that, so they shit on me. (laughs) I don't think I have ever once been shit on by a bird. I can count the number of times on two hands. Like, they're just flying over, and they're like, that looks like a great landing zone? Uh, sometimes it happens like that. Sometimes they're, like, perched on a balcony or some shit. Okay, but it's not like they're sitting in your hand. You're not, like, watching somebody's bird for them. No, yeah, no, it's like a fucking wild bird. I'm walking down the street. (laughs) And boom. Once. One sec. Yeah. This one pissed me off. Once, they shit. They shat. (laughs) Excuse me. Onto my coffee cup. Oh, open or closed? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The whole thing's gone. The whole thing's dead now. I don't like birds, and they know it. I'm waging war on birds. (laughs) So, they don't deserve rights. No rights for birds. So, because you hate birds, you probably would be delighted to know that sometimes planes hit birds. Yes. But as a person who likes planes, you probably would not be delighted to know that sometimes birds hurt planes. In fact, that would probably make you hate birds more. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a thing I've heard of happening and it is definitely a, an upsetting thing when it happens. Now, which of those do you think would win out? Your hatred of birds or your love of planes? I can do both very easily. Right, but in a in a fight, if they were diametrically opposed, <laughs> okay. who would win? I guess I'd like planes more. Okay, then you're going to be delighted to hear about... You're probably not going to be delighted because it's good for birds. Um, but it's bad for birds in that it's, uh, it takes away their rights. okay so birds you know (laughs) sometimes birds hit planes right sometimes birds like to be in the great salt lake in utah um okay which is close to salt lake city um which is named after the great salt lake of utah um and which is a large enough city to have an airport right Right. You're following so far. Yep, got it. When you take off in a plane mm-hmm. from an airport mm-hmm. and your plane is pointed at the Great Salt Lake mm-hmm. and there are birds flying over the Great Salt Lake, you're more likely to encounter birds with your plane. Right. That's a problem mm-hmm. uh, for your plane mm-hmm. and for the birds, but we don't care about the birds we've established. I care about birds, but Liz doesn't care about the birds. So what do we do about that? Do we take away the plane's rights? No, the planes are owned by corporations and corporations have rights, uh, just like people do. Oof. 
Oof. So the planes get to keep their rights, but the birds, the birds do not deserve rights. Instead, the Department of Natural Resources has to go out um, and and chip a bunch of birds to figure out where the birds are going um, so that they can spend time tracking bird locations and bird elevations so that they can reroute the planes based on bird migratory patterns so that the birds and the planes don't have to interact. That sounds like taking away plane rights. Because you're rerouting the planes, you're not rerouting the birds. Right. Birds just keep going if, wherever they want, except now they are tracked. So if like, I put up a fence around a nuclear waste site. Yes. Is that me infringing on your right to roam? I don't think we have one of those. Correct. <laughs> if I'm in the UK and I put up a, a fence around a nuclear waste site. No, because it's public safety is the answer that a law professor would probably give you. Okay. I'm a bad person to ask. Right. Me too. Um, I think we're bad people to ask on um, different sides, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think you are leaning much more towards public safety. Right. I just don't know anything. I'm all for public safety. I'm uh, not knowledgeable. End of sentence. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) Okay, so I've established we've got planes. We've got birds. We've got birds being tracked by the DNR of Utah. The only reason that the DNR is doing this is because they're hurting private property. The, bir- the birds are hurting private property. If the birds were not hurting private property, um, probably the birds would get to keep their rights. The birds maintain their rights. Nothing is changing for the birds. They lose their right to privacy. They're being tracked every time they move. They don't even know that, though. They don't know what's going on. They just have this thing and on their ankle. They can, they can tell how, uh, uh, how good your state is at social distancing from your phone. And how close your phone is to other phones. I think. I read on Twitter one time. If you didn't know that, is your privacy still being violated? They're birds, Zach. (laughs) That does not diminish the underlying question of do birds deserve rights? (laughs) Birds... I'm trying to formulate a whole philosophical thing now, and I'm arguing for birds? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Okay, so the main thing here, Zach, is that I don't care about birds. I don't. Right. And but I do care about people and people like birds. There is value in having birds around. Right. So, like, they deserve rights in the sense that, like, we shouldn't just be shooting them out of the sky for no reason. Okay. But I don't think they have a right to privacy. Birds don't have a right to privacy. Because they are birds. And they don't know any better. I don't think they don't know any better is a great defense. Toddlers don't know any better. They still deserve privacy. 
but only be I'm gonna make some people upset, but only because eventually they will they will know better. Toddlers don't care about literally anything. Okay. But eventually they will care about that. Right. What if I only hang on to the data for three years? I don't trust you, but if I could verify that, I think that'd be fine. That's fine. If I collect data on every toddler using YouTube. Honestly, if Google hung on to my data for three years, I'd be much happier. (laughs) Well, no, you, you make an informed decision to use Gmail. Toddlers, though, can't make an informed decision. So every toddler... I don't even know what part of that was so upsetting. They're birds. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to I'm going to legitimately think about this, Zach, because Okay. I do want cuz my feeling is that birds do not have a right to privacy. And I would like to justify that. I just don't know uh-huh. exactly how without the to- toddler argument getting in the way. Okay, while you're doing that, I would like to make one small correction. Okay. Um, which is that all of the birds that you hate um, don't shit on you because they hate. They know that you hate them. They shit and also pee on you because they know that you hate them. That makes me feel a lot better. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Okay, what about this? A bird's life will not be affected by the fact that it's being tracked. Except perhaps in a positive way. In that it will not get hit by planes as often. That doesn't feel sound to me. I'm getting better ads because I'm being tracked, but that... I don't trust that that's the only extent to which my data is being used. Right. So to what extent could... Like Okay, what's the worst case scenario for bird tracking? That's not what I'm asking necessarily, but I'm curious to know regardless. Okay. Okay, us humans, we can verify mm-hmm. that this data is not being used for anything bad. Right. That's not something we can do for the toddler. I don't think toddlers deserve rights either, but that's a whole different issue. (laughs) Okay. Are we satisfied? We're satisfied. Birds deserve no rights. They don't deserve the right to privacy. That's all (laughs) I'm saying. (laughs) I am okay with putting a tracker on a bird's foot. The same the same video that I watched that told me about um, pelicans with trackers on them also talked about how um, people kept running into deer with their cars. And they were like, geez, you got to get these deer out of here because the deer are the problem, clearly. Um, and the DNR was like, uh, 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 uh. Let's track the deer, I guess. And so they tracked the deer, and then they figured out where they were usually trying to migrate across the the road. And they just built a a big old bridge for the deer to go across. Did it work? I don't know. They didn't say. (laughs) But it, it feels musky, you know? To build a bridge for the deer? 
Yeah. What would have been the better solution? I'm just curious. I have a few ideas, but I want to know what you think would be a better idea. I don't I don't have any necessarily any better solutions. I just know that that solution doesn't feel it feels too technocratic, I guess, is maybe the actual word I'm looking for. Um and I couldn't even say why. Is the issue the bridge or that people were hitting deer with their cars and blaming the deer in the first place? The latter. And the fact that, like, uh, put a, build a bridge over it was kind of slapped on as a solution is, is an additional problem. In the same way that uh, uh, put a hyperloop through it um, slapped onto, like, a structural issue is a is an additional problem that makes sense to me do you what's your better solution give the deer cars <laughs> give people um what are they called i keep the word is deer guard but it, it's like the the big metal things that you can put on the front bumper of your car that like will they're just a big metal thing so that it doesn't cause damage to your car like a cow catcher but for deer i don't know what a cow catcher is but it's a big metal thing that you put in the front of your car deer guard oh it's just like a it's a big piece of metal that you put in front of your car yeah it's there's not really a better so when you hit a deer it hits the deer guard and not your car mm-hmm. that's a bad solution because then the deer will still get hit but somehow less technocratic okay so i don't know zach this feel like the bridge it seems like a pretty good idea like they used real data Mm-hmm. And they were smart about where to put the bridge. And, like, if it works, if the deer uses the bridge, then I think it's a good mm-hmm. idea. You're right. You're entirely right. You're entirely correct. It it feels smelly to me, but it isn't actually. Like, the only other thing would be to build a bridge for the cars, and that is... Like, the deer have to go this way, and the cars have to go this way. <laughs> Like, you could uh-huh. make the cars slow down, but I think people are still going to hit the deer. Right. So, yeah. Deer, birds, no rights. No rights. Deer do have a right to roam, though, as we've established. <laughs> yes. And or cars have a right to not hit things. Do cars have a right to hit things? Do you have a right to hit things with your car? No. What if it's what if it's your car and you hit uh, your house with your car while you're driving? Uh, that might be insurance fraud. Mm. I don't know though. You know what's weird? Mm. That we have laws specifically about insurance. But not the right There's... ones. They're like, don't defraud the company. You silly deer. What, yeah. what what are the ones that 
go off the cliff lemmings they don't actually do that yeah but like okay the metaphor right okay i'm thinking about metaphorical lemmings metaphorical lemmings and committing insurance fraud <laughs> what does that mean okay zach we're the deer okay. the company okay. is the car the deer just want a little bit of their road back uh-huh but no the dnr the federal government right is like nope you get in this case we mm-hmm. don't even get a bridge we just they're just like nope we're gonna make it even easier for cars to hit you yeah they give them deer catchers yeah yeah that's what oh that's what's going on ah uh, <laughs> bridge is a good idea deer rights <laughs> revolution <laughs> Oh, dear rights, please. I think there should be more bridges, is I think my actual take. (laughs) (laughs) I have turned around from bridge bad to uh, single bridge bad, many bridge good. Are the bridges for deer? No. The land is for deer. The bridges are so people can feel good about themselves. I've been stuck in my apartment for a few weeks now, and I'm losing my mind. Big mood. So, because of boredom, mm-hmm. I've been making TikToks to entertain myself. Allegedly. I've been making alleged TikToks to entertain myself. Um, and I'm going to put my some emphasis on entertain myself. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this topic is going to be about. I'm finding myself trying to make videos that I think will entertain the audience that I mostly see on TikTok. Right. But that's not, those aren't the only TikTok ideas I have. I have computer science TikToks ideas. I have uh, podcast TikTok ideas. Uh, I have, um, you know... Bird right, deer right, TikTok ideas, mm-hmm. things I'm interested in. But I'm not making those. I'm making the ones that I think will get likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in that way... You've been thrown down the algorithm hole. I've been thrown down the algorithm hole. And I don't want to do that. I want to just make things that entertain me. But also, I want people to like my things because if more people like my things, I will feel more validated. Right. So that's also for myself. Mm-hmm. So what's the proper balance? Multiple TikTok accounts. <laughs> Each one allowed one single point of intersectionality. So like you can be gay and like computer science, and that's one TikTok account. And then you can care about bird rights. Um, be gay or have commit opinions on fraud, <laughs> Com- commit and you can computer like, fraud and abuse. Yes, that's the one. Have a podcast and have opinions on birds in the other TikTok. Because I think once you start throwing in more than like three aspects of personality, the algorithm is just going to explode. <laughs> Take down the algorithm. Twenty twenty. That's the year. 
Um, okay. But what if I just made TikToks and didn't worry about it? Yes, I am, I'm all for that. But you were saying you wanted validation, and I don't know if that's well, going to happen. <laughs> Your other interests are boring. Be gay. <laughs> okay. I'm satisfied with this answer. That came much <laughs> more quickly than I thought it would. Did you have an answer in your head? It was basically the one that we came to. It was just like, just do whatever makes you happy. Right. That that would be the best. Because like I have fun making my TikToks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it gives me an excuse to put on pants. Well... That's important in these trying times. I've been thinking about recording a TikTok, but the main um, reason I haven't is because I haven't been wearing pants when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a TikTok. And then I'm not wearing pants. And I'm like, well, that's the end of that. Uh, For me, pants is is a broad term for generally... It's like a metaphor for generally looking nice and uh, like putting on makeup, taking a shower, etc. Mm-hmm. It's a good time over in TikTok land. Yeah. Come join us, allegedly. Um, this, is a, this, is, this is a Jared submission. How come the Jareds talk to you more than me? I have like one actual person that I talk to who's like, oh, I actually listen to the podcast who you don't know. Ew. So when you get your big TikTok audience, um, because it, the the like eight points of intersectionality um, that you encompass are actually really widely uh, widely held, you're gonna you're gonna use your large audience to make a, a positive change in the world, right? Mm, no, but no, we can pretend I am for the okay. sake of the segue. When I when I get my big TikTok audience, I'm gonna use my my tiktok audience to make a positive change in the world um loser and (laughs) and as such um my my already many points of intersectionality is going to have to expand to include leftism because honestly what are you going to do at this point except for advocate for people to vote and maybe a strike i don't even know um and so you want you want to kind of have a, a banner of sorts to wave. You want a way to signify like, hey, you're part of um, the Jared revolution. You you want to you want to break down the systems that that only give white guys who play lacrosse um, <laughs> advantages. Okay. How how do you want want that to be signified? I suppose um, this was a Jared mentioned to me that sometimes like the suffragettes would wear red lipstick and that was a way to say like hey i'm i'm part of the cause Mm, Um, okay and so what's the what's the makeup symbol or i suppose any like visual appearance symbol for the revolution fursuits (laughs) (laughs) have you seen the furries in the tank in the tank? Yes, the furries. The furries got a tank. 
I can't find it. It was it was a, an iconic video of a bunch of furries driving multiple tanks. Oh my god. Alternatively, um you can imagine you're in a Doctoro novel. Uh it should not be hard. And <laughs> and and think about what what you would do how you would signify your revolution in the Doctoro novel. Doctoro, Doctoro, I don't know. I was like, cuff your jeans, cuff your jeans, combat boots. And my thought was that, like, oh, we already have stuff like that for, like, for, like, subtly signifying to other queers that we are queer. Right. But then the straights start doing it, and that's not a good signifier, so we have to make another one. So whatever it is, it's going to change, and it's going to change rapidly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's just kind of, ha- like, the more people that are in on the revolution, the less sure you can be about any particular person being in the revolution based on their appearance. Okay. It should be, it should be multi-factor, I think I would say. Uh, yeah, uh, like a challenge and response kind of thing. That's a great way to think about it. I was thinking more like you need to have red lipstick and also wear plaid on Tuesdays <laughs> kind of thing. Right. 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 I've got this and that. So you you wouldn't just be like, oh, you're wearing red lipstick. That's a that's a good sign. And then be like, oh, wait. No. Dang, I just revealed the uh revolution plans <laughs> on accident <laughs> so you wear red lipstick and the next time you see them they should be wearing plaid it would be how the challenge and response works okay because the odds of that happening naturally become less as the mm-hmm. more specific you get and especially if you've got a chain of like two Right. But they have to be noticing. They also have to know when the next time you're going to see them is. Right. I think something as casual as like, when can I see you again? That's not casual, (laughs) is it? (laughs) That's uh, very forward, in fact. I think there is a way, though, that you could specify with... Just normal English language, like... You know, the normal English language. <laughs> like, see you in two days, or whatever. See you, right, see you on Wednesday. but like, if I'm just like... Okay, let's say I'm in lecture, and uh, the apocalypse isn't happening. Okay. So I'm in lecture, and I notice that the person sitting, sitting next to me in lecture, who I don't know, is wearing red lipstick, and it's a Monday, so I'm... So I'm gonna, I know I'm going to see them on Wednesday, right? Because that's the next lecture. So I mm-hmm. wear plaid. And then the following Monday, they're wearing red lipstick again to show that they noticed my plaid or whatever. Maybe, maybe they only have one tube of lipstick, though. Right, but maybe they just feel like wearing red lipstick. I feel like it's got to be a challenge, a response, and then like... Right, so like if a you're responding challenge. to plaid, maybe you like dye your hair green. <laughs> I was thinking wear fun earrings or whatever. <laughs> smart, smart, smart. Dye your hair green can be the fourth one. <laughs> well, at that point, 
I, we don't need another one because I know they're in the revolution. They know I'm in the revolution. Okay. And at that point, we can safely discuss revolution things. Mm-hmm. But that re- all that requires them to notice, for me to notice their red lipstick, and for them to notice my plaid, and for me to, well, if at that point I should be looking for them. But, like... Right. And it, to some degree, I think they have to notice that you, that you noticed. Because otherwise you'd just be wearing red lipstick and dangly earrings. Right, but I can't... But I can't say nice lipstick or whatever because that would be like that is a possible breach in security. Right. Nice lipstick wink gives like a little bit of a mhm too much it's too much information for an enemy combatant. And also you would have to be wearing red lipstick all the time too. So you would both show up wearing plaid. You're right. You're right. You're right. And if I was if I was responding to someone else's challenge, they wouldn't necessarily like someone else in the revolution may not notice that because they didn't challenge. <laughs> I think I think though the assumption is that you would notice their red lipstick and they would notice your red lipstick. Yeah, but I could just be wearing red lipstick. Correct. But once you've both done the noticing, that's a challenge. How do you know if they noticed? Like, if they're sitting behind me in lecture and they notice my red lipstick, I won't necessarily notice their red lipstick. So I won't be responding to their challenge because I didn't notice that they mm. noticed. I think at some point, at some point you need to strike up a conversation with everyone wearing red lipstick so that they notice you're wearing red lipstick and then the next time you can figure out what... What about a tattoo that says... The birds work for the bourgeoisie. I would ah. get that tattoo. What about a tattoo? Like every time... A tattoo of a lemming. Oh. Every time... So there's like Viva la Revolution. Um, but then every time you see someone... So that's step four. It's lipstick and then plaid and then dangly <laughs> earrings. And then you get the other person's name tattooed on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking white noise so the facial tracking cameras couldn't get you. It was not quite as subtle. Like, wait, what? Like you just cover your face in white noise. I don't want a tattoo on my face. Not a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Daily a good idea, upkeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Because well, you- then you could like go back to middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and not have white noise on your face. Yeah, but then the people in middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, won't know that I'm in the revolution. It's not really about the cameras at that point, right? Yeah. Well, that's when you wear your red lipstick and your dangly earrings. <laughs> this is too complicated. <laughs> um, except on Tuesdays. Except on Tuesdays, where you have to be wearing green underwear. Uh-huh. Unless uh-huh. Tuesday happens to fall on... <laughs> Um, St. Patrick's Day, in which case you wear everything green except your underwear. Mmm, smart. Smart. So you can fit in. Okay, what if there was, like, a drink, right? 
Okay. That revolutionaries like and non-revolutionaries don't like. And if you like walk around like drinking this drink, people know. Hey barkeep, get me one of those all professors are bastards. <laughs> I, I was thinking like coffee or something, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said that people would have to not like it. Non-revolutionaries don't like it. So like it's an acquired taste. It's yeah, it's an acquired taste for sure. Hmm. Dandelion root tea. And you catch some health food moms in your dragnet, but they need the revolution anyways. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay, I got it. And your revolution will have ironclad stomachs, go ahead. <laughs> what you need is the drink, the gross drink from the health moms, right? Okay. And... Something from another demographic that does not overlap at all with health moms. So health moms are going to be like, that person uh, just likes dandelion tea or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the knife bros are like, that person likes knives. But they don't know. But without the combined knowledge. Okay. The... the the knife bros won't know about dandelion root tea, and the health moms won't know about the knife. So you're only the revolutionaries will see, will see both, right? Right. And this is why the revolution needs to start on intersectional TikToks. Exactly. Follow my TikTok for the revolution. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Building 90% to spec is still not building to spec. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Zach. Yeah? If someone wants to build a bridge for deer, Mm -hmm. where should they contact you? If you want to build a bridge for deer, or if you think birds should be federally mandated to quarter troops in their homes. <laughs> okay, but, like, think about, like, a fucking, like, marine-ass guy <laughs> just, like, perching in a robin's nest. Like, Alternatively, military birds in the, the whole uniform. <laughs> If you have a picture of a bird in a in a military uniform, I will be very mad at it um, for its imperialism, but very proud of it for being a bird. Um, and you can send it to me on my Twitter. I'm at 